Hey girl, hey, I'm Erin. And I'm Melissa. And we're just two gals sharing advice as we live life. We have lots to talk about and we don't plan on holding anything back. Welcome to Poise in the Noise. Hey, Erin. And hey, listeners, welcome back. (laughs) Another week. Here we go. It's going great. We are recording this one pretty raw. We have a uh, five-month-old Jack uh, making an appearance here. So if we hear baby coos in the background, apologies in advance. Don't apologize. I'm sure everyone would love to hear his sweet little voice. You wouldn't have loved it about 10 minutes ago when he was... (laughs) losing his mind so we're lucky it's cooing in happiness right now yes that is a good thing we're happy he's happy yeah so it's going good it's going good i know another week another episode yes and we are so excited for this one i mean we're excited for every single episode we do but yeah this topic is about side hustles and it's obviously very Mm -hmm. relevant for this day and age but also there's just a lot that goes into that and we're excited to share our perspective i feel the need to do the money jingle yes do it anytime someone (laughs) says side hustle that's immediately where my brain goes is to that that little song song clip (laughs) oh my gosh that's too funny i love it yeah and I I know we have another episode floating around out there where we talked about to work or not to work. So this one is is a good tangentially related one. Love this one because I think it's it's really hard as someone who was working a full time job. It's really hard to go from one hundred down to zero, you know, or zero to one hundred, whichever way you want to look at it. And side hustles are an awesome way to break that up and make make that transition not so stark and not so, you know, you're not just like going off a cliff. Yeah, I think that oh. is something that is very attractive for a lot of people nowadays, but especially our generation. And I think especially, you know, women and moms who are trying to stay home with their kids or who are trying not to, you know, be away all the time from the home and things like that side hustles can provide something sweet spot for you know not being home or not being away all the time but also being home and being able to utilize your passions so it's kind of that sweet spot which is and oh definitely and still contributing financially to your household. I know that is a huge thing that weighs heavy on me. I don't know. I I really struggle with that one. I don't know why that's such a hard one for me to wrap my brain around, but I am still in that mental battle of like, okay, if I'm not contributing financially, I don't feel like I should spend. I don't know. It's it's a mm-hmm. weird mental thing. <laughs> But I feel like it it has to be relatable on some level to some amount of people. And side hustles are a way where I can still be contributing financially to the bottom line of our household, which makes me feel purposeful. And I don't don't mean to say that in like a simple matter of fact way, but that helps round out my purpose in the household. 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you're not alone in that thinking either. I mean, there are a lot of women who are happy to be stay-at-home moms and just focus on that. And that, as we've talked about before, is in and of itself a job. It's work. It's full-time. That's enough. You don't have to do anything other than that if that's what you feel called to do and that works for your family. But there are a lot of women who choose that path, want to bring in some sort of income for the family. And so it's kind of a both and. And so for the women who do want to do that, there's this beautiful thing called a side hustle that anyone can start anytime they want if they have the passion and the resources to be able to do it. So we're going to talk about things like that today. Yeah, Aaron. Okay, so both Aaron and I have dabbled in quite a few different types of side hustles over the years. And I don't I really don't think we have any that overlap, which is really cool. So we have a good a good, you know, bandwidth or, you know, plethora that we can talk to here. So maybe mm-hmm. we should share just first off, okay, what have we done, Aaron? What what are some of the side hustles that you've done so far that you've you're currently doing or you've done in the past? So Currently, I run my own small business. It's called Flowering at His Feet. I think I've mentioned it in another episode. And in that business, I do speaking, so professional speaking for events, things like that, and brand design and social media management. So that's kind of all under the umbrella of my small business. Each of those things is a huge job in and of itself. I, uh, try to manage my time well and don't take on too many jobs and clients. So that's one side hustle. I- that's how we really started connecting. Like yes. really fun fact about how how we even started with, you know, how we came to be with Poison the Noise here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's um, It's so fun. It's so fun to connect with people through side hustles too. So that's another thing that we'll uh, talk about. Yeah. I'm so grateful that Melissa did that too, because it literally unlocked like this whole new branch of what I do. I was doing different things for my business before that. So shout out to Melissa for that. And I don't know if it cut out, but it as of the time of this recording, it's the three-year anniversary of that business. So very excited about that. Yeah. So I've been doing that for three years. Super fun. Um, second is I am a co-author of a book called Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, and that is definitely a side hustle. Even though the book is written and published and out there, there's still ongoing work for that. And, you know, once you write a book, there's a lot of opportunities that usually come your way, such as speaking engagements, book signings, things like that. So, that's definitely another side hustle of mine, which is so podcast. fun. You were hosted what? on a couple different podcasts after you wrote the book. Yes. That was really cool. Yes. I listened to yes. all of them. <laughs> You're the best. I love that. Thank you. I yeah. remember which podcasts you were on, but I remember you were on a couple different ones. Yeah. Honestly, I can't either. I think we counted and we were on like... <laughs> Between 15 and 20 podcasts after the book was released. So, yeah. Okay, maybe I didn't listen to all of them. That's okay. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, that's good. I couldn't keep up after a while. I was just like, 
Wow, this is a lot. I think I need to create a list of that. But yes, anyways, there's a lot that comes with writing a book. It's super exciting. It's super fun. It's a lot of work, but the reward is great and it is ongoing. Like you don't just publish a book and then you're done, basically. So I definitely consider that a side hustle because thank God there are a lot of opportunities that have come from that. So Yes. So that's side hustle number two. And um, I consider this podcast a side hustle. Not that we're out to make money from it, because really, this is a passion project. But we hope that it's a way that we can support our family someday. And it's definitely something that we've poured a lot of ourselves into. And I think side hustles have to be born from passion. And so I definitely consider this podcast another one of my side hustles that I love to spend time on and that I hope can help contribute to my family someday. So those are my three current ones. And I'm so grateful to be able to say that because they're all so beautiful and so fun. And I love spending my time on them. Um, I have a couple of former things that I've dabbled in. So I was a Young Living brand partner, Young Living Essential Oils, uh, for a while. And it was super fun. I learned a lot. It's, I mean, nothing goes to waste for sure. But I just discerned out of doing, spending my time on that. It was, I, I think I worked that for like two to three years and I did make a I made a decent amount of money. I made a lot of connections. I learned a ton. It actually taught me a lot about side hustles and about business in general, like being in business for yourself essentially. So, I definitely don't think it's wasted. I still buy the products on a monthly basis. Part of my life and my, you know, every my everyday essentially. I just don't do the business side anymore, but it was definitely an awesome experience and I I wouldn't like I don't regret it. I would still recommend it to people who are interested. So that was my one of my former side hustles. And then I don't know if I could consider this a side hustle or not. It was definitely like part of a it was felt like a part-time job and it was probably more than a side hustle, but I was managing a young professionals group in Arizona that was connected to St. Vincent de Paul. It's called Rising Leaders. Shout out if you're in Arizona, you should definitely join if you're a young professional. Um, But that was one of my former things that I put a lot of my time and effort into and was able to provide for my family through my work with that group. So that is my side hustle experience in a nutshell. Let's hear yours, Melissa. That's a lot. That's like at least five things. And some of which are still (laughs) ongoing and growing, which is awesome. Yeah, I currently, I don't really know if you call, I call it a side hustle. Other people are like, no, that's just another job. Like you work two jobs. But I'm like, isn't that what a side hustle is? I don't know. Anyway, so beyond engineering um, through the university I went to. So that's been like my current side hustle that I have been doing for, oh my gosh, at least like six years now. I think. Yeah. Six years. So, wow. And I just love it. That stemmed, oh yeah, that stemmed out of tutoring. I started tutoring when I was, I think a freshman in high school. At first I was just doing it for, you know, you needed like service hours to get the little, the extra stamp on your diploma when you graduated. Yeah. I was doing oh, it just yeah. for that. But then, 
oh, but then, and I was doing it like during lunchtime, you know, there was a specific room that you would go to and you could get service hours and the teacher would sign off that you were there tutoring, you know, one of your peers. And then I realized people were asking me like, okay, can you come over to my house after school or can we meet up before school and I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour? And I was like, 10 bucks an hour? That's easy money. Okay. You have to remember this was in like 2009. So <laughs> yes, I couldn't even drive, changed. you know? Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't even drive. So 10 bucks was a lot too for, per hour. And plus it was something that like I was really good at and I loved doing. And half the time I'm just sitting there in silence, not having to do anything because they're just doing their homework and then asking me a question if they need help. So that's kind of how tutoring started. And it just, it flourished from there. I tutored all through the rest of my high school years. I tutored all through college. I had quite a few students. Gosh, I loved all my students. They were all so great. I even had a few that were doing like online school and they were pursuing their, you know, sports they played. So it was super flexible, even with my college classes because their classes were all online. And so I could just go during the day, which normally students would be in school. But if you're tutoring someone who's taking online school and you're a college student, like you can make it work any time of day, which is awesome. It doesn't have to just be something at nighttime. So that was definitely my biggest side hustle. I, I miss tutoring. That was like my favorite thing ever. It was so fun. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that for you. And it was I would one of those, die if I was a tutor. I did. Well, I did. I, I, I was either going to go to school for engineering or teaching. And there was a point where I called my mom. It was sophomore year of college. I called my mom crying. I remember where I was, Erin. I was on campus by those giant horse statues. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. By those giant horse statues. And I was like bawling into the phone. I'm like, mom, I think I want to change my major. And she's like, you're already almost two years in. Like, what are you going to change it to? I said, teaching. <laughs> and she was like, Melissa, no, you're not. Because you know what? If you get an engineering degree, you can still be a teacher. But if you get a teaching degree, you cannot be an engineer. So you're not going to do that. <laughs> that is too- she put my head back on straight for me. So shout out, mom. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, yes, wow. What was I even talking know. about? Ugh, tutoring. Talking about? Side hustles. Tutoring side hustles. Yes. I love tutoring. That was one gig where you can see the impact you're making right away. It's amazing. Like the student comes home and they were getting C's and D's on their exams. And then you've been helping them for a few weeks and they bring home their first exam where they got a B and you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh yes, this is amazing. And then their parents love you. They're like, you're a genius. I'm like, no, I'm a senior in college helping your kid with algebra. Like I'm not a genius. That's amazing. Anyway, besides tutoring, I used to do a lot of the, I feel like, I don't know if they're still good anymore, but I used to have a couple different apps downloaded on my phone where you could take surveys or like sign up to test different products and they would mail you products and then you test them for a few days and then submit a survey about what was your, you know, how'd you like it or whatnot. I never had like my eyebrows burn off or anything, thank goodness, or my hair fall out <laughs> from testing. Usually it was like, good. It usually it was products. It usually was products where like... Right when you open it, it, there's no labels. They remove all the labels and they like 
Some of them, they even wrapped it in black, like electrical tape or duct tape. My goodness. But it was like, okay, this is a bright Barbie pink mascara tube uh, with a green wand lid. Like, I know this is Maybelline that I'm testing right now. Oh, (laughs) you did not do a good job. (laughs) But yeah, I used to make, I mean, I wouldn't make buco bucks, but I would, I would make anywhere from like 50 to 100 bucks a month, just depending on how many surveys I filled out or how many products I tested. So it was pretty good back when I was doing it. I don't know. I stopped doing it though. So it got to the point where surveys, you would, it would be like a 20 minute survey for a quarter. And I'm like, what the, I am not spending my time doing that. (laughs) Not worth it. Not worth it. So that was, that was definitely one I dappled in though. So I can vouch. Those are real. I just don't, you have to, you have to like vet the app and vet the site and make sure you're not wasting your time because your time, your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. That's the thing there. And then another one I used to do back when we were spending a lot of time in California, in San Diego, I was doing um, dog watching and dog walking through Rover. Oh, I loved it. Because at the time, we there was like just no way we were getting a dog, and I was like, oh, but I kind of want a dog. So I just got paid to hang out with other people's dogs, and then it was like when I'm sick of them, the owner comes and picks them up, and it was just like babysitting but with a dog. And honestly, I think people paid me more than they would have paid me if it was an actual baby. It was bizarre, but that's it made sense for California, right? Yeah, that. Sounds sounds about right. I know a lot of people actually who've used Rover and it seems like everyone who uses it enjoys it like on both sides of it. Like yeah. the people who need oh, yeah. the sitter, the dog sitters and then the actual dog sitters or dog walkers or whatever. Like I think that's a really fun thing for people to spend their time doing. So that's cool that you did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was so easy too because it was like I don't have to do – anything really outside of what I'm doing in my normal day-to-day because I already go on walks most days anyways. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to take this person's dog with me while I'm watching them, you know, like so easy. The Like the only time sync was getting on the app, making your profile and then messaging back and forth with someone to line up. Hey, I need to drop off this day and this time. Does that work? You know, it was really fun. We only had one dog that was kind of nuts and like totally had total dog anxiety and just lost it like bathroom anywhere that it could find to go Mm. it was not fun to clean up but I was only watching that dog for like a total of four hours (laughs) it's like just watching the clock the whole time once you're coming back (laughs) yeah right your suffering was short-lived at least (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I could, and the nice thing about that app too is like you can rate the dog and the owner. So if the dog is a nut job or if the owner's a nut job, you can put that in your review. Super funny. I love that. That's cool. So fun. Well, one of the things. So those were, yeah. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) You're fine. Um, Sorry, guys. Of- Our audio is like lagging. So we are struggling a little bit to say in sync. We're, we're just going to be candid here with you guys. So yeah. Talking technology, over each other. Is- <laughs> technology has not been on our side lately, we will say. But we're persevering. Yeah. We're doing it. 
It's okay. I think what would be valuable for our listeners is if we, not like every single side hustle, but if we just talk about in general, like what were the thought processes for us individually to pursue these side hustles? Because I think that's something that people, you know, need to consider like, okay, having a side hustle is great, but it's not always rainbows and butterflies. And there is a reality of like, okay, this is going to take my time. Hopefully it'll make me money, but I don't know that until I try. And there's just like a lot of things that go into discerning it. So maybe it would be helpful if we just did a quick overview of like our general thought processes for these side hustles. So would you like to start? Sure. Yeah, I think, well, for me, <laughs> to be honest, for me, the biggest driver was like, okay, I, I want to let make a little more money, especially in times where, you know, we were living in California. So it was like our expenses were a little bit higher than normal. And we had um, some trips that we were trying to save up to go on. We really wanted to go to Italy. And I, you know, all I kept thinking is, okay, well, we'll get to Italy faster if it's not so much of a financial burden, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Money, money, money was yep. definitely a big, a big driver. But in choosing like which side hustle to pursue and looking at lists of like, okay, what could I do to try and make some more cash? I definitely put the most emphasis on how valuable my time is. Like how much of a time sink is it going to be compared to the potential money it's going to bring in? Because everything that I was doing was truly, you know, dollar per hour type of stuff. It was nothing that was going to eventually earn any kind of passive income where I'm not having to do the exchange of time for money. Whereas Aaron, I think you could talk to, you know, the flip side of that a little bit better than myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The things that I've started as side hustles have all been my doing or at least half of my doing. Um, So yeah, I, I would say that the thought processes for me were kind of interesting. I won't go into all of it, but basically for my business, um, that came from COVID to be perfectly honest. I, I had had, um, passions for the things that I was doing at the time. So it was at that time, it was like speaking and social media influencing and writing on my blog and things like that. And it was while we were all sitting around twiddling our thumbs for a year. And I don't do well sitting still, as most people know. And so I was like, well, what if this is the time that I'm called to launch this business idea that I've had in my head for a while? And so that was kind of my thought process to make it a little bit more relatable. You know, if you've been toying around with an idea for a long time and you don't know when the right time is to start. There's a quote that I kind of love and I kind of hate, but it is pretty, it does make a lot of sense. And it's it's to the tune of start before you're ready. And so mm. I, I probably wasn't 100% ready. I had a lot more things to think through and, you know, figure out. But I just went for it because I was like, when in my life am I going to have this kind of time a- again? Which I mean, COVID was 
hopefully, something that won't happen or something like that won't happen again for a very long time, if ever. And so it was just like, I felt like we had this gift of time that we were all given. And so that was kind of my main driver, of course. But also I was like, I'm passionate about this and I'm never going to actually be ready. I'm just going to have to start. And so that was my thought process for that one. And then for the other ones, it's it was mostly just like months of discernment about each thing. You know, Young Living happens during COVID as well. And then all the other side hustles I've had either, you know, were opportunities that were presented to me or things that, you know, I discerned by myself or with someone. And so I think that, you know, definitely thinking about things, not just jumping into them is really key for sure. I mean, you know, it sounds glamorous. It really does, but it's not always. So there, there is that part of things to consider, but start before you're ready. But, you know, discern it first. So you'll know how much time that is for you. But I I would just say discern, but also just, just go for it. Because what the only yeah. thing you have to lose is your time. And, you know, you'll gain it back. And if you fall flat on your face and you don't end up doing whatever it is you set out to do, it's okay. You will have learned a lot. Oh, yeah. You'll have learned a lot. I feel like that's how we started this podcast. We we weren't ready, ready, but we were like, mm-hmm. okay, we're ready enough, you know, yeah. and we'll just figure the rest out. It's like we got 80 to 90% of the way there and then it's like, okay, that's good enough. Don't let perfection get in the way of starting. Mm-hmm. Let good enough be good enough to get you going. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. So, but I mean, there's obviously there's so many other side hustles out there. So I know, for me personally, I, I mentioned I none of mine were really <laughs> that forward thinking. They were all just like, okay, I want to go to Italy. How can I make some extra cash right now? Exchange my time for money. This will be great. Um, there's so many, you know, only so many things around the house that I can try and sell on OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace <laughs> before I run out of things to sell. So <laughs> if you're like me and running out of things to sell and you don't necessarily have time to be exchanging for money all the time, you know, hour for dollar, then there's quite a few other options out there. Sometimes you just got to get creative. I've heard of people making some kind of something that people can download or print that they sell on Etsy, you know, whether it be like photos or artwork or some kind of sticker or something like that. And that's something where it's like you draw up a couple of draw. If you're artsy and you make beautiful art, you draw up five, six, seven items get everything loaded into Etsy once and then boom, you can sell them a bajillion times over and over and over. Like, yeah, you're going to have to continue to monitor your Etsy page and like answer questions from customers or things like that. But, you know, that's much more passive than just tutoring, for example. Yeah. And I think there's a big draw for passive income right now um, just because Unfortunately, you know, we live in a society that's hustle and bustle all the time. And so if we can make money while we're doing other things, that's a huge 
incentive and a huge draw for doing something like that. So another idea is if you have a ton of knowledge in a specific subject, make an online course to sell. And again, that's passive income. You have to put in the time and the effort and probably financial investment to create the course. But once it's done, it's done. And then you can sell it over and over and over. And so that's another idea that if you, you know, prefer something like that, that's another thing that you could do. And once it's done, it's done. So that's another nice way to make some income while you're doing the other things you love. Another idea is network marketing or direct sales or whatever you want to call it. This doesn't quite fall into the passive income category or the category where you're trading time for money, but it is another option. And there are a lot of options for that. And it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know there are people who are like super against network marketing, you know, you do you, whatever. Um, As someone who has dabbled in it, it's not horrible. It does take a lot of time depending on the company that you're pursuing, but there are a lot of perks to this too. Like you, you get, you usually get a mentor or some sort of leader who you can look up to and ask questions to. Um, You get, you just automatically are welcomed into a community of people who are, who love the same things as you do and who are trying to, you know, share whatever product or service it is that's going to be helping people. So you get that community. And if you're passionate about the product or the service or whatever it is, like, go for it. I mean, it's, it's, it is about passion. So that's another idea for people looking for something to side hustle. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I could, kudos to you. I could never do that. I, I am so bad at selling anything to anyone, period. I'm like one of those people where I I just, I cannot approach people. It Oh, it is way too hard for me. I cannot ask someone to try and even consider buying something. I, I would be like, oh, you want to try this product? You know what? I'll just give it to you for free because it's so amazing, <laughs> but I don't want you to pay for it. Yeah. It's, I would be the not worst network marketer ever. <laughs> I totally thought about it for a little stint there because I I really do enjoy I've been using um beauty counter products for my skincare and now my makeup and I really do love a lot of what I've tried from them and I thought about it for a second like I looked at their webpage but then I was like mm, no I can't I can't that's not me and that's okay it's not for everyone it's just an option that's out there yeah but we do need people to sell it to us because that I mean that's how I got hooked I was like okay Mm -hmm. I've heard so many women talk about it it, you know show it on Instagram whatever I was like I gotta try this stuff they got me hooked hey nothing wrong that that. are more up my alley I haven't tried them but I could see myself again I don't know why I gravitate toward like the time for money exchange. I'm trying to get better at not doing that, but I don't know. I looked into over COVID. I didn't actually do it, but I did look into doing like Uber Eats or being an Uber driver, Grubhub, any of those, you know, the grocery delivery one, any of those app um, services where you're, you're just driving, driving food around, which sounds pretty easy and nice to me. That's a good one because especially for moms, because that one is so flexible. You literally just 
log into the app and turn it on when you want to work and then turn it off when you're done working and that's it. And then you'll only be offered gigs during that time when you're indicating you have the time to work. So that one's a super good one for, in terms of like, like immediate flexibility all the time. Yeah. I know some people who have done that and they, they really enjoy the flexibility. So definitely. Yeah. A good one to think about. Oh yeah. And I know some people have gotten really good tips off of driving food around and I'm like, wow, that sounds nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yep. Another one. Oh, another one. I had a friend who, um, which I've used Turo. Turo is just another website where you, or app, I guess, where you can rent a car and it's, but it's not through like a car rental agency. It's you're renting it directly from the car owner. And I've had friends list their, they have, you know, the, both the husband and the wife have a car, but especially during COVID when people really weren't driving into work, I had a couple of friends who families with two cars, they just listed one of the cars on Turo and had that one car that out of the two that were just sitting in the driveway doing nothing. The car was making money for them. So that was pretty cool. We actually thought about doing that at one point. So yeah, it's definitely a good option. It's kind of cool that it's yeah a thing. It's really unique. Because then it's like you aren't trading your dollars or your hours for dollars. You're trading like your car's hours for dollars. I mean, yes, it's, yeah. it's definitely more wear and, it's wear and tear on your car. And you're going to have to do more maintenance on the car, get the car cleaned more. So that is like your time. But someone, I mean, I rented a car for Sam and I to take up to Sedona one weekend. So I rented it from like a Thursday through a Sunday. So the person, you know, you only have to wash the car once when the car comes back. So if you rent it out for four days in a row, it's like the car's making you money for four days and you're not having to do anything. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Definitely something to look into for you all out there who don't have a lot of time on your hands. Yes. Any others you can think of, Erin? Um... Well, I do not do this, but I know people who do. Actually, my great uncle, I think, does this on like a big, super big scale. But if you love like antiquing or thrifting or just that kind of shopping in general, you could flip the things that you find at those types of stores and make money off of that. Um, That's definitely a very like niche thing, I feel like. But for people who love that stuff, like go for it. I mean, there's if you have fun doing that already like why not make some money off of it you know so that's kind of a fun idea and I actually I feel like increasingly I know more and more people who like to do antiquing and thrifting so if that's you like definitely consider it yeah yeah and that just goes on any of these you know don't I would say for especially for the the different side hustles that I've ever dappled in they've all been things that I really enjoy doing and I I don't necessarily feel like I'm working most of the time when I'm doing those side hustles. So when you're trying to think of something or like look, you know, Googling, okay, what are some great side hustles I could try? Make sure you're considering like what do you enjoy doing? What is not going to feel like too much? It's gonna feel like a little bit of work because it is work. But what's gonna be like a fun thing for you to spend your time working on or doing? Yeah. And then there's always too, like, if you love just a job job, just working a job, 
but your uh, mom or you, you know, you have little ones at home or whatever it may be, and you just don't have the time to work a full 40 hour work week, but you do love the structure of a job job and having a boss and going into work or whatever it may be like look into part-time jobs that again, that you feel would be really fun. Maybe like working at Starbucks would be really fun for you for getting out of the house for two or three days a week for a four hour shift or something like that. Uh, yes. A hundred percent. Sorry. I'm distracted by my child. Um, yeah, I, I, (laughs) there's a lot to be said for finding what you love. And if you like the structure, go for it. You know, starting your own thing and doing your own thing isn't for everyone. No, no. But there, there's money to be made out there, people. The money is a flowing and plentiful. And if you can figure out like a flexible way that you can make it fit into your schedule, that is the key. That is the gold mine right there. Especially if you can find one that's flexible and remote that you can do from your house or from wherever you are. Maybe you're at the doctor waiting for the doctor to see your kiddos. If you can be working on something while you're there, like that is amazing. That is, that's what we're looking for here. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So definitely think about it. And if there's already something you're doing that you could turn into income, then go for it. So yes, Mm -hmm. lots of options. So obviously, because our title is Poison the Noise, we want to make sure that we're providing some value and practicality around each topic that we discuss in our episodes in regards to having Poison the Noise. So for this one in particular, you know, there's there's a lot of options out there. And we we believe that many of our listeners are probably ambitious women. Yes, we see you. And so you probably have a lot of options, perhaps even too many. Maybe you're looking for a side hustle and literally everyone under the sun is trying to recruit you. So that's great. Like it's a blessing. So make sure you spend some time in gratitude for that. But it can also feel overwhelming to start a side hustle. Whether you're the person who has a lot of options or you maybe don't have people coming to you, but you have a lot of ideas in your head or you're just thinking through a lot of things. So there's just, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. Side hustles are a huge deal to a lot of people. And so, you know, maybe all the network marketers under the sun are trying to recruit you or maybe you've already tried the side hustling thing in the past and it didn't go so well, but you want to try it again and you're a little scared. Or maybe you just don't want all that comes with starting your own business because it can be a lot of work, especially initially. And so we get it. We just want to say like, we get it. We understand where you are, where you've been, where you want to go. And so we just want to offer some suggestions for you on how to have poise in what seems to be this noisy thing. Even though you have pure intentions of wanting to start this side hustle, maybe it's just, there's just a lot that goes into it for you. And that's okay. So the first thing I think, which Melissa, you and I have said this throughout this entire episode, is identify your passions. I mean, I think that's the key to all of it. Like, you got to find what you love. If you're trying to just do a side hustle to do a side hustle and you really don't care what it is, 
it's not going to work out in the long run. So find something that you're passionate about and identify what you're passionate about. A lot of people don't really know until they think about it, which is kind of wild. But like, if you need to like literally sit down and make a list, it probably won't take too long once you put your mind to it. So identify your passions, like what brings you joy? Or what are the things that when you do them, and when you spend time on them, the time seems to just fly and you look at the clock and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been X amount of hours. How did that happen? So think about those things. And then another thing to think about is, do you actually have the time in your schedule? And are you willing to create boundaries around that schedule and around the side hustle? And vice versa, are you are you willing to create boundaries away from the side hustle to spend time with your family and friends and things like that? So these are some of the things to consider. Also, for the people who have a lot of options, it's okay to say no. I just posted this on my story recently. And again, it's like, it's such a blessed position to be in, but it can also be like really hard sometimes. Like when you're literally approached by so many different people all the time about their network marketing company or the business that they're starting and trying to recruit people for, or, you know, they're they're revolutionizing some industry or the world or whatever. And they think like you're the next best thing for them to hire and blah, blah, blah. Like it's okay to say no to those opportunities. If it literally does not fit your passions or fit your, your life or your, what you're trying to pursue, like it's okay to say no. So don't just like come or don't just say yes to the first thing that comes along is essentially what I'm trying to get at. And it's okay to spend a lot of time discerning this decision. Like, yes, start before you're ready. I did say that earlier, but also discern. Like, it's okay to spend the time to discern because you want it to be a big deal and you want it to be the right decision in the long run. So anyways, those are some ideas. Erin, I want to know what we are all supposed to do if you said no to someone who thinks you're going to help them change the world. So does that mean the world's not going to change? That's a wonderful question. Well, I say that very <laughs> mostly jokingly <laughs> because honestly, guys, like I know someone listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about. Like, I, I kid you not, they literally use that term. Like I was in a call yes. like two-ish weeks ago and they were trying to recruit me. I didn't know it, but when I said yes to the call or I wouldn't have been on the call, they were trying to recruit me for something. And the guy was like literally over and over. He's like, no one else is doing this anywhere. We're revolutionizing the industry. We're revolutionizing. Like this is going to revolutionize the world for business owners, especially. And like, and I'm like, they, and they literally believe it. And I'm like, you're crazy. So honestly, like, it's a super turnoff for me now. Like, if anyone says that to no. me, I'm like, okay, bye. Yes. <laughs> no, it's the gimmicky marketing jargon. It's the, yeah, we are, yeah the revolutionizing. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It, but Anything it's that talks about. Oh, yeah. No, they, they love phrases like, this is life changing. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hustle now because there's only three spots left. Oh my gosh, yes. No, people, that's all marketing. It's meant to scare you into just spending your money on whatever they want you to buy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So I will gladly say no to people who say that because I unfortunately learned the hard way that like when people say that it's just all BS. Oh, total. Oh, it's the stinkiest (sighs) baloney you ever saw. Yeah. So anyways, those are just anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We digress. Anyways, side hustles. (laughs) that (laughs) so yeah if you if you're looking to start a side hustle congrats like first and foremost that is that's a huge step that's awesome that means you put some amount of thought into it some amount of discernment some amount of you know ideation into what it is that you're passionate about what you want to do with your extra time you have the extra time so congrats like right off the bat congratulate yourself you know celebrate the small successes. And then Erin and I, we want to like encourage you on your journey, finding for finding the right thing that's going to be the perfect fit or a great fit. I shouldn't say perfect, but a great fit for you and your family. You know, we've shared a lot of ideas in this episode that'll hopefully get the brain juices flowing, thinking about, you know, what might be right for you, or maybe something we said sparked an idea, like a tangential idea. And you're like, oh, maybe not dogs I want to watch, but I want to watch cats. I want to watch parrots. I don't know, whatever it may be. Hopefully we're just helping the juices flow so that the boss woman in you is coming out from the inside. She's going to bust out. And that's what we want to see. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Pump our listeners up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. We we want to be encouraging voices. The you know, there is a lot of noise, but not all that's good. So we hope to be a little bit of good noise in your life where it's just like we want to encourage you to do the things that you love. And if if anything we've shared in this episode is helping you towards that, then yay. Um, but another, like we've said, the world of side hustles is noisy. So don't be afraid to spend some time identifying your passions and the things that bring you joy and just so that you can land on the right thing the first time and not spend time, you know, not doing the right thing. So we just want to encourage you and you got this. You can totally do it. And we are here cheering you on. So yeah, if you want to be everyday, what is our title? Everyday we're side hustling. We got you. Mm-hmm. We, we've been in your shoes. We're walking in your shoes and we're just here to encourage you along the way. So yeah. yay. All right, Melissa, the question. How do you plan to have poison the noise this week? Oh, I feel like mine has absolutely nothing to do with side hustles. So I hope that's <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> oh, but lately I feel like my noise hasn't been noise coming from the outside. I don't know. Maybe this is nuts or like just too random, but my noise hasn't been literal noise it's been the noise of trying to multitask and constantly getting distracted by other things and then jumping you know task jumping and i'm working on something on the side and then something on the side of the side so i'm actually working on like six things at one time but i'm getting nothing done period because it's just not possible <laughs> so like i don't know is that considered noise erin yes, I, I would say so okay I feel like that counts. That should count. And uh, so how I plan to have some extra poise in the noise 
this week is, gosh, I need to stop trying to like multitask so much. And I tried it once before where you set a timer for however many minutes and you just work on the one task that you plan to work on for that. Maybe it's 10 minutes and just like get it done and don't jump between tabs on the internet. Don't jump between emails. Don't jump from the calendar to the email, back to the calendar. Just get the one thing done, ignore everything else, and then move on. That's what I need to do. I'm pumping myself up. I'm pumping up everybody. How can I pump you up, Erin? How are you going to have poison noise? Let me pump you up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, ironically, mine has to do with yours and our topic. So I, I also have a hard time focusing because I feel like all the time there's like a million things I need to do that are all priority, which isn't actually true, but we feel like that as women a lot. So that's me. Um, so how I plan to have poison the noise, I think I need to do what you're saying. Actually, I need to literally like time block or set a timer to work on each of my side hustles and just focus on that one thing when I have the time. Because uh, as yeah. a mom, I have to work on my side hustles when she's napping or when she's sleeping at night. And so it's very finite time and I have to make the absolute most of it. And so sometimes I get distracted and then I don't get everything done. So actually, I do think like setting the timer and I'm trying this new thing. Not yet, but I'm about to, where I only spend like X amount of time on each of my side hustles per week. I don't know if it's going to work, but I feel like I have to so that I can actually like not be a workaholic. And so <laughs> um, I think the timer or the, and or the time blocking thing is actually what I need to do. Yes. So I think I'm going to I'm going to work on that, at least implement it this week. So, yes. All right, everybody. We'll have to let you know how that goes since we're both doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. If we both end up with six more side hustles and 17 more to-do items, you know it didn't work. Yeah. Indeed. But, hey, there's hope. So, here's to having poison the noise. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Hope you can make a little more extra money in your pocket, in your pocketbook. And we'll catch you on the flip side. The flip side of your side hustle. (laughs) Bye.